good time of the day, and welcome to the penultimate episode of And When I Say I Mean, I'm your co-host, Austin. And I'm your other co-host, Adrian. For those of you who don't um, study Latin. Yeah, or there's something that I was that I was thinking of that uses penultimate. Oh, for those of you who don't follow Game of Thrones, uh, <laughs> penultimate it means second to last. When I do they use it in Game of Thrones? They don't they don't use it in Game of Thrones, but a lot of the discussion around Game of Thrones is about the penultimate episode of different seasons because usually the penultimate episode is some big deal. Um and so people are just incessantly using penultimate like it's a normal word mm-hmm. that people mm-hmm. use. Um so welcome to the second to last episode. We are um wrapping things up for reasons we'll talk about a little bit next week. Um but yeah, thanks everyone for for joining us again joining mm-hmm. us in the past and joining us a little in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a good time. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It has been, it's kind of hard to believe. So we're ending at a hundred episodes, which mm-hmm. is, and maybe, uh, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but it's more than I would have thought that we were going to do. I'm not going to lie to you, but who knows where. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been a journey. We yes, we if we've come a long way since the <laughs> unreleased Secret Blade Runner episode. I still have that, I think, somewhere. <laughs> Maybe I should try to dig it up before well, the podcast even had a name. Yeah, we'll pass it around as a mixtape, um, <laughs> on uh, a cassette. Um, yeah. <laughs> so how would you even do that? Uh, you you get a you get a CD to tape converter. You burn it onto a CD <laughs> and then you. You you magnetize the CD onto a tape, and then you Let's just pass that baby around. I'm not even sure if this exists, but we're gonna find out. Um. So anyway, we'll we'll talk more about that next week. Um. But yeah, uh. Yeah, the podcast I has done things that I never expected to come about through the podcast um largely in good ways so yep welcome to another week adrian did you do anything exciting um probably um <laughs> as we were t- i you, mean we were talking you always know this question is coming i know i know as we were talking here a little bit before this this week has been quite the week for mm-hmm. me yeah um just just in emotional ways lots of ways um lots of situations with with people and then also just like work hasn't been super great lately mm-hmm. and so i'm like thinking ahead about like having conversations with my boss about things and it's just kind of like anyways but it has been like it's been really good to see I think this week has shown me more than anything of just like how important the family of God is and Mm -hmm. just like that community and like how God is good even amongst the difficult weeks. Um, So even like last Saturday at youth group, instead of like a normal youth group time, we just had like a worship time, Mm -hmm. which I don't know what the youth thought, but it was really good for me. Um, and just like a really good time of worship and and um, declaring who God is, um, yeah, it was really good. Um, yeah, ha- and then on Sunday got to have um, a conversation with like Becca and I had a conversation with our like elder team who are like the elder couple that's like in charge of mentoring us in our community group, um, which was a really good time and just like when i mean we're young and have no idea what's going on so it's helpful to have wise counsel um and just not only that but just like have people that not only are wise but also like care about us um so that was really good Mm. um 
And then also later this week, um, one of the groups on campus, so like last September, Becca sent out like a group to all of the other like clubs and organizations and stuff that meet in the um, student center the same night that we do for our community group and like nobody got back to us but then this week the black student union emailed us back and was like hey can you help us with like our kwanzaa celebration in december like nice setting up and like helping financially and just like come be a part of it and we're like yes like so excited so it it's been it's been a weeks of <laughs> week of up and ups and downs and and really good to see God's faithfulness in that. I have no no idea really anything about Kwanzaa except for like that mm. song that we sang in elementary school, and I don't even think I'd remember the words properly. Yeah. Um, for some reason, I was just thinking of songs that we sung in elementary school, and I'm like, why did we ever sing a song about a giant eating the people of a village? I I don't know. I guess that's what you <laughs> did when you were children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you think they still sing those songs, or are I those just know. like off limits now? I uh, yeah, I don't know. Why were they on limits <laughs> <laughs> when we were kids? Just like fairy tales, you can you can sing about anything you want I as guess. long as it's like a fairy tale story. Um, I don't know. Yeah, and I will say, as I've been the de facto president of a student organization for the last like two years, mm-hmm. it is impossible to get any number of students to do anything for any sustained number of <laughs> like <laughs> any sustained amount of time at all yeah. um so yeah i yeah that uh that the, it is always exciting to hear back from anyone when you send mm-hmm. out like you send out an email to like a, a hundred people and yeah you hear back yeah. from one person and you're like yes thanks that person Exactly, exactly. And just and just really, yeah, it was just cool to see God's faithfulness in that because one of the things that we've been talking about in community group is like praying specific prayers. So like mm-hmm. what are things or like we want to see specifically happen on campus or people who we like specifically want to see like God move in their life. And like that was one of the prayers that we were praying for was that one of these groups would reach, reach out to us. So it, yeah, it was just obviously God is good and his timing is good. Um, and he just, he knows like what we need when we need it. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, that's kind of been my week. Um, Becca and I went to the gym today. We started, we signed up for gym memberships last week. What gym? Or was that this week? That may have been this week. Oh, I that's know the how answer this week's been going. Planet Fitness. Planet Fitness. Let me tell you. The So basically since no we critics. live in New Hampshire. Yeah. <laughs> Today I was running. I looked down at this thing and I thought it said no critics, but I yeah. thought it said no citrus. And I was <laughs> like, "That's that's not true. You shouldn't. They eat probably citrus don't want citrus there either. You cramp up. But anyways, yeah. So basically, we're just kind of starting it as a um, just like a way to do cardio because mm-hmm. it's it's. I mean, you know, it's it's winter now. Yeah. I mean, people. Oh my goodness! I don't How know, cold are you? People all? still. It's been crazy cold i'm pretty sure you're colder than us but we've we've had it in the 20s this week it, it's supposed it, to warm up next week but i checked my i woke up wednesday looked at my phone and it's like hey just so you know it's four degrees out and it feels like negative eight i'm like yeah ah, it is november i, I shouldn't mm-hmm. have to deal with this for like another month at least it, it's true it's true but winter is here there is no escape. Actually, I think next week might be in the 40s. So how much snow you know, do live you guys in, get? Live in large next week. We actually didn't. Get, we got some flurries last mm. Friday. I think it was. You got a ton of snow. We didn't did you? get it. We got. We got probably like a foot of snow. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. No, we. I think. I think it must. That storm must have died. Because mm. you, there was like a huge storm that was coming like across Michigan. Yeah. Right? That yep. was getting you guys. Yep. Yeah. So I think that like was too far north or something for us, but we haven't really had any snow. Mm. Yeah, but anyways, because know, of all that snow. I know people in Chicago who got snow. Anyway, right. shout out to Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we've been running inside mm. uh, because of the cold weather. I like that watch, by the way. Is that new? Um. It's a Fitbit watch. Oh, okay. 
Um, it, it's it's somewhat new. I probably had it. When did I get it? Probably two months ago, maybe. Google owns Fitbit now, and they are they are harvesting your your health. I data. know. I did think about that because Fitbit sent me an email and was like, "Just so you know, Google now owns us." And I was like, "Great." Um, yeah. So back at the beginning of October, hmm. so about a month. So now you know I'm uh, the 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 key to Fitbit is that you wear it and then you feel more fit. So. But True. I just love stats. I just love stats. So how how many times stats. how many times per night do you wake up? I don't know. That's depressing. You don't want to look at that. That's the stat you don't want to look at. Okay. <laughs> also, it's it's. I, it's, I would want to look at. Mom says. It. Well, so mom says it's not very accurate because like any time you roll over, it thinks you're awake, hmm. and so like you just have all these weird. I mean, maybe apparently I roll a lot. I guess. But that's but you have, that's like, interesting all these, to like, know. It is interesting to know. You have all these spikes. I will say it does it does track like when you're in REM or like deep sleep yeah. or light sleep. And I was looking at mine and I forget what the trends were, but I'm just like really bad at um one of them. It's it might be like light sleeping or something like that. Um but I'm like my average is like always like wet. no, it's REM. REM, for mm. REM sleep, I'm always like below the average. I don't know what the average is, but um, yeah, it's interesting. And then it's interesting too to be like, oh yeah, last like last night I fell right to sleep and was just like completely like zonked. And then I could look at it and be like, yeah, you dropped straight into deep sleep. So nice. Um, yeah, it's fun. Um, so yeah, we started going to the gym. We did the stairmaster and some treadmill. So probably going to be sore tomorrow, but we'll mm. see. We'll see how it goes. But I'm excited. It was fun. And let me tell you, again, coming out of this week, cardio, just exercise is is helpful. Mm-hmm. You you never really think about it because you're like, I don't want to exercise. But then let's just like endorphins, ma'am. Yep. So, anyways, yep. I've been talking a lot. The what's opiate up, uh, of the of the masses. Yes. <laughs> How's um, your week been? Well, I drove to the airport back uh, Saturday. Um, mm-hmm. Then I was busy Sunday. Oh yeah, I'm at, I was. I'm going to confirmation class now. Nice. Um, and so that ends up taking up most of my day. It it doesn't, but it takes up the parts of my day on Sunday that I was free. Um. What else? Oh, okay. So I I have. I have inherited uh control of the tank uh that we have at the you, university. Uh You're talking about a large like thing of water, not necessarily a, a a vehicle for war. Yes. Yes, it is a it is a it is a 6 foot by 6 foot by 28 foot tank. Um and so I'm I'm prob like conservatively right I'm in like the 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 99th percentile of of people who know things about underwater optics, mm-hmm. um, but I'm like I'm like optimistically in like the 60th percentile of people who know things about plumbing. <laughs> uh, wow, that <laughs> I don't know your plumbing skills, but that's pretty optimistic. <laughs> okay, that, okay, that's like. I maybe know more things than the next guy. You're saying you know more than the average person about plumbing, which I guess maybe that's most true. people know nothing about plumbing. Okay. Okay. So op like on average, right? I'm probably in the 50th percentile of knowledge about plumbing. So optimistically, like <laughs> you're slightly above average. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. R- right. And like, the 90, I was thinking about this earlier. The 99th percentile is like, I know more than the next 99 people. That's a mm-hmm. really low estimate for, like, my knowledge of underwater optics. Right. Yeah, it is. But anyway, I don't know a lot about plumbing, right? And so uh-huh. now I have to maintain this tank to be able to do the experiments that I'm supposed to be doing. And so mm-hmm. I got did – I, did I talk about – yeah, I got back from Rhode Island. Yeah, and the tank was still cloudy, and I'm like, "Hmm, this seems bad." 
And so I I bumped the filter and then drained it. There's this thing called diatomaceous earth that's in filters that catches all the particles. So I drained all that out of it mm-hmm. and then tried to refill it with diatomaceous earth. And the tank just got super cloudy. And I'm like, well, that's this not supposed bad. to happen. Uh, so I came back the next day, and there's, like, the floor of the tank is just covered with this mm-hmm. diatomaceous earth. And so I'm like, okay, I'm just going to sweep it up and turn the filter on and hope it goes back into the filter. So for, like, yep. the last three days, I have just been sweeping the floor of this tank with a big pool oh brush, uh, trying to get it to filter out of the water. I'm standing over top of this huge pool of water, just, like, on a six-inch wide steel beam. Sweeping, yeah. and so if I <laughs> if I drown, this is why. Um, and so oh, turns out I, there was a valve that I needed to close that I had open, and that was the cause of all of my troubles. Yeah. Um, and so now I still got I got to go in tomorrow morning and still sweep more because there's diatomaceous earth just on the on the floor of the tank. Oh my goodness! Um, Even though the valve is now open. You, the valve is now closed, and They're so closed. it's it's catching all the diatomaceous earth Got as it. it goes through the filter. But not some of it settles out before mm-hmm. it goes through the filter, and so I need to. Mm-hmm. I've just been like periodically sweeping the floor to try to get it to go through the filter. So yeah, this has not been my most productive week. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. But you've been doing lots of sweeping. Yeah. Um, your balance and your in your sweeping skills, I'm sure, are just so much better than they were before. Yeah, that's true, but that doesn't like <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't really count for for like what you know if I'm defending my thesis or something, they're not going to be like, "Have you improved <laughs> your sweeping skills?" And I'd be like, "You know what? Yes, I have improved my sweeping skills." <laughs> How Call is your me balance? doctor. <laughs> Tell us how your balance gives you the authority to become a doctor. Yeah, yeah. So nice. that's been my week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, but anyway, we, we are finally going to talk about church, as we've been teasing for the last two episodes. Um, mm-hmm. But first, and, and the, we won't derail the entire conversation. I did want to say, in, in thinking about it and having some conversations with uh, Zach from somewhere now. <laughs> I don't somewhere, know what town he lives I, in. I don't know. Somewhere in Virginia. Um, I I do think that I was, I was I was too hard on Kanye. The, I, I, I am easily disappointed with people, which has been it's been rough at times. Like it. I should have never read Hank's book. Uh, yeah. I I don't know if I should have ever talked to Brandon Sanderson. <laughs> I think I think I would have been better off if I hadn't done either of those things. Oh my. Um and so my my disappointment with Kanye got out of hand. Mm-hmm. Um it, to the point where I was not very gracious. We read the the parable of the prodigal son in a Bible study I was in Friday. Yeah. And I was like, "Mm, yeah, I am usually the older brother, but I am definitely the older brother right now. Um, Yeah. But uh, I I do. So my my favorite music podcast is not Broken Record. Take that, Malcolm. (laughs) It's uh, Dissect with Cole Kushner. Um, they had a really great episode about um, about Jesus is King. Uh, Dissect, it's on Spotify Studios. Um, I don't know who his co-writer is. His name is Femi Oladante. He mm-hmm. knows a lot about Christianity and theology, and is mm-hmm. is he does a really great job of talking about the really the heart and narrative and scope of the gospel and like really pretty concise ways 
um, he and so he's also the co-writer for their they're looking at uh, Kendrick Lamar's third studio album right now, um, mm-hmm. and that's also great too. So I the the episode is is two hours long. The one about Kanye. Oh wow! The first hour is the best hour. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's yeah. I I they they do a really good job of breaking it down. Um. But that so then I was like feeling this, and then I saw that like Kanye is doing things with Joel Osteen, and I'm like, oh, this is frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, yes, I, I am disappointed with the album musically, but that I, yeah, I let that overcome the, the graciousness, which, with which I should have, uh, mm-hmm. viewed it and afforded Kanye. So, mm-hmm. yep, I think that's fair. But so uh, we we have both uh, gone to new churches since we moved, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is is good. Uh, it would have been quite the commute uh, yeah. for either of us to stay at our, our other churches. So mm-hmm. um, I guess what kind of church are you at now? What kind of church were you at in college? Mm-hmm. Uh, and why... Why are you at the church you are now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, th- I like, look back on the last, like, I guess, like, eight years of my life. I guess you could, like, go even further if you wanted to, like, 12 years, because it's almost like it's almo- I've almost been out of – have we almost been out of college for four years now? Yeah, this is the fourth year. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um. So, yeah, so, like – been out of college for four years, was in college for four years, and then I guess you'd go back into, like, high school for four years. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, like, the the diversity of, like, I guess denominations that I have found myself has been interesting. Not interesting, because I've very much enjoyed it. But, like, I've, when I tell people about it, people are just like, are you serious? Like, are you crazy? Because, so we grew up in a Mennonite church, which... Um, if you don't know anything about theology, then saying that it's Arminian is not going to help you, I guess. We're, we but were, anyways, we were pretty center right. That's not the right words to describe it. Yeah, I don't know but, what you mean by that. So but. there's like the really um, progressive Mennonites. There's the really conservative Mennonites. We Got were you. we were kind of situated between them. Yep. Um, but even like theologically speaking, like for me, focusing more on like the idea of free will, um, versus, um, predestination takes me into college, which I go, go to, uh, Cedarville university, which is like basically strong Baptist, complete, like strong, not, not everybody's five point Calvinist, but almost everybody i go from like lancaster county where the only like i'm shocked when i meet someone who does not believe in free will and is like telling me that they're calvinistic and then i go to cedarville (laughs) (laughs) hashtag the gingriches yeah i know that was just so shocking to me um i i remember that vividly yeah but anyways but then of course that was that was nothing compared to going to cedarville when i find myself being like the only Arminian in a school of Calvinists. Um, so anyway, I don't need to ramble too much, but I guess it, that's the point of the podcast. I maybe. was going to ask the, you like what changed about your views towards dispensationalism. So this is going to be a, I was thinking it's going to be a, a churchy rambly podcast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go. Yeah. Great. Um, so, uh, basically, um, I, I think what was good, what I appreciated most about that was, was that it forced me to really kind of sit down and say, okay, like, I think maybe people use the term, make your faith your own too often. I don't think the people do actually. So I'm going to do it anyways. 
it, it it forced me to make my faith my own in the sense of like okay not everybody al- almost nobody thinks the same way as i do on this so i'm going to have to figure out why i believe it apart from just like this was the way i was raised and really kind of dig in and and um yeah come to grips with what i believed um and so i think that was that was really good and really like foundational for me and i think coming out of that i definitely (laughs) on the spectrum of predestination versus free will i'm definitely much more in the middle um which again i think is a good place to be because i i do think it is a balance and i and even if some of my cedarville um fellow graduates would disagree that it is complete predestination i I think there is there's a balance there um and there is a middle ground so and then of course if if that wasn't challenging and and faith building enough i go from cedarville um to the church i am currently so in cedarville completely um cessationist saying are you raising your hand no it it just just flexing it. getting blood flow yeah um get it saying that the um basically the the ways that the holy spirit moved in the in the new testament are over and that those things don't happen today um and any manifestations of those are not of god but of demonic forces um that was what was happening at cedarville i then start going to the church i am at currently which is reformed charismatic um so what does that mean exactly um theologically speaking they would be more on the side of they're pretty much in the middle on the predestination versus free will, but more on the predestination side of things, I suppose. Um, but then also, also believe in the manifestation of charismatic gifts today in the here and now, um, which again, like would have could have potentially got you kicked out of Cedarville. Um, so yeah, I think, so then, then you ask why, why am I in that church? Why am I in the church I am today? Um, so basically, how I ended up going to New Frontiers, which is the church I'm at now, um, out of, like, just kind of, like, they had summer groups the first summer I was here. Went to one of those groups and then got connected with the church. Went on a Sunday morning. When I was there, just felt um, completely welcomed and just, like, the the community that I experienced um, going to that church was just, I knew that was what I needed. I, I knew before I even, when I moved to New Hampshire, I, I knew that a church community was going to be something that was vitally important to me. Um, and so I knew when I stepped in the door, basically, that I was like, this is, this is the community I want to be a part of. And this is what, um, yeah, where I want to be. So I didn't really even visit any other churches, which mm. is interesting yeah. <laughs> because yeah. even even somebody so even even somebody there said you should visit other churches, but I was like, nope, this is where I want to be. Um, and it's been it's been amazing um, since I've yeah, it's been a great place to be. Um, and even though like, yeah, I th- I think. I think for me kind of putting myself even even learning from college right like okay putting myself in a situation where there's people that believe different things than I do and and instead of going into that situation with like walls built up saying no like I'm right I have nothing to learn but rather being confronted by by saying okay here's someone who I interacting with them and being with them, I know that they, they know God and their relationship with God is real. And now I'm confronted with the fact that I was like, okay, I know their relationship with God is real. I know mine is. 
and we believe different things. So how does that work? Yeah. And so that, I mean, that's the same, same situation at my church currently. Um, thinking about the charismatic gifts, like I didn't, I wouldn't have ever like said, no, this couldn't exist. Even though I guess maybe I'd signed a covenant and I think I, the covenant in Cedarville just said I wouldn't perform any spirit, like gifts of the Holy spirit. Um, but like, how are you ever going to stop God? Like if God wants to do something, he's going to do it. So I didn't necessarily ever like feel strongly that those things do not exist. But then again, like being forced to say, okay, here's someone who obviously knows God and is, is revealing to me this aspect of God that I have never experienced before. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been great diving into that and being, being a part of that community now. Um, does that answer your question or is there more that you'd like to ask or should I throw it over to you? Uh, yeah, I was, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to ask more questions. Um, go for it. But I was going to answer them for myself. Yep, that's good. I grew up at the same church as you. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, at when I was at my undergraduate, the, I don't know, there wasn't such a, a strong, like most people are are uh, Presbyterian. Mm-hmm. Okay, not most people, but like probably a plurality of people are Presbyterian there. Um, and so, like, the Presbyterians are more um, Calvinist. Uh, but I didn't have, like, a lot of conversations about predestination versus free will. The mm. the one that I did, I was trying to convince uh, this guy at a physics all-nighter, because we were, we were cool, uh, <laughs> that people made free choices. I did get him to admit that the fall was a choice of free will. So that was pretty Mm -hmm. exciting. Um, (laughs) But I was at a, a um, associated reform Presbyterian church while I was there. Um, And that was, that was more different. Um, stylistically uh there was a not that we didn't emphasize preaching uh growing up but it was a very different kind of preaching uh much Mm. more expository and Mm -hmm. um fine-grained i guess at uh the church i was at at my undergrad than it than i was growing up Mm-hmm. Um, and so then when I came to, uh, where I'm at now, I got involved pretty out of the gate with, um, InterVarsity Christian Fellowship, which is a, a, they don't have like officially, yeah, yeah, they're a, they're a inner church, um, evangelical uh, campus ministry organization. Um, And so I kind of started going to the first church that I visited. I visited multiple churches because I'm not a crazy person. (laughs) Um, uh, Was the, the, the first Presbyterian church here. And I was like, hmm, these people are a little more hippies than, I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I visited the the church that's it's not affiliated officially with university, but it's it's affiliated with university in in Potsdam. Mm-hmm. Uh, I visited there, and it was fine. It was like a normal. It's like a normal non-denom church. Yeah. Um, and so then I I visited uh, Trinity Church um, at the recommendation of my best friend slash mentor, um, and 
that's where I ended up. I visited other churches then after that as well. Um, but it's it's very different than the church that we grew up in. It's very different than the mm-hmm. church I went to um, at Grove City. It's uh, liturgical, for one. Uh, mm-hmm. So I just I just, so I I mentioned I'm in confirmation class. I just learned that liturgy means work of the people. Um, huh. And so, uh, I I wanted to go, I wanted to understand the liturgy more, because mm-hmm. in in reading a lot of Russian books as I had the year before, like the Orthodox Church is liturgical, the Roman Catholic Church is liturgical, like mm-hmm. the majority of Christians have liturgical services Mm -hmm. and so kind of what you were saying i I had similar um interactions with my my roommate in college of being like okay he believes some things or sees things differently than me how do i how do i reconcile that with um kind of what i believe what i experience um and so i'm like I mean, they they can't all be wrong, right, mm-hmm. uh, about liturgy, because liturgy, I don't know if we were ever told that liturgy was evil, um, but it, it comes across, it's, it's like, it's like Democrats, right? We were never yeah. told that they were evil, but it comes across. Um, we might have been. I don't know. Regardless, anyway. that's not how we feel today. <laughs> yeah, and we're that's that's not the point. Um, and so um, I'm like, liturgy can't all be bad. And so it was, it was. I I like history. I I would say I'm at least in the seventieth percentile of liking history. Um, that's probably conservative too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I definitely like history more than every like seven out of tenth person, mm-hmm. um, and so that that is something that that I've really enjoyed. It's so Trinity Church is a an Episcopal church. Uh, we we are there are there is a broad range of like views of of conservative and liberal views towards Christianity within the uh, Episcopal Church. We're we're towards the more conservative end, like scripturally and things. Mm -hmm. Um, But but what I've liked a lot is learning that history and learning that the liturgy is not just like something – that happened and we do it because of momentum kind of it's Mm -hmm. it's a everything is intentional in the liturgy and it's it's intentionally to reflect uh scripture and kind of like jewish practices from first century mm-hmm. um and so learning that i really i i love when things are intentional uh i love when things have reasons for doing them and so that's that's something i've, I've liked a lot another thing that i have what's what's been really important for me is um the the daily office mm-hmm. which is something lots of churches have uh, so the the Episcopal Church has a prayer book. It's called the Book of Common Prayer, and so there are daily readings and prayers for different times of the day. And what what I like about them versus like a devotional book is, for me, I can't I can't frame it as like achievement. Mm-hmm. Um. And that that was really important for me coming from a kind of 
hyper achievement centered not world because it's just me uh, like <laughs> our parents always wanted me to do worse than I wanted me to do at things mm-hmm. uh because I they it, have a better understanding of things than I do um and so what's really nice for me about the office is that it's it's basically the same thing every day um but you you're making that choice to do the same prayers and that the readings are different and the colic mm-hmm. the prayers of the week are different but it's largely the same thing and so i i can't think of that as an achievement in some some normal sense of achieving something like i'm not getting anything done um i i'm not like making progress in like a I finished this devotional book, Hoo-ah, or right. like I read this book or something, um, and so that that was important for me t- as a as a way to recenter my my time in a, a very like this is just something I do in the mornings and evenings, and mm-hmm. and how I view the world um, as centered not on achievement in like a a worldly sense but um progress towards like more spiritual and godly ends mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and so my work here has also I think also given me a deeper appreciation and value for the the theology of of Mennonites. Um it's it's kind of just a uh an inherited thing for a time and so some of the stuff that I'm doing here kind of forces me to confront that and i it would it would spend more challenging than i thought it would be um Hmm. and i i think i i better appreciate the commitment to peace um that the mennonite church has i i think my dad would say i take it farther than the normal mennonite belief of non-resistance um Mm -hmm. But I'm okay with that. Um, so, being in completely different circumstances, mm-hmm. um, it's it's been it has also led me to a deeper appreciation and valuing of my. Mennoniteness. Mm-hmm. So, um, what? Hmm, I don't know what question to ask now. What? Um, if you were to move again, would you look for a church that's similar to the one you're at now, or would you try to look for a different church? Uh, definitely one that's similar to um, where I currently am. In what kind of um, ways? I I mean, to be honest, I I would try to find another church that is even a part of the same, um, like family of churches. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my experience, and I think, I think there's a couple of things. I think the first thing is that I think it's even like in some ways specific to like our eldership team is they emphasize grace so much um in to like and I think that's something that I really need um I think that I am like bad at extend like having grace for myself and I think that has hin- like has harmed my understanding of receiving grace from God um 
and so being in this church where it it is is so focused on grace has really helped and i'm i'm sure i i have more room to grow in this but has really helped me have grace for myself but also better understand the grace that god has for us in that same way and then i think the next thing goes hand in hand with that i think by relying on the holy spirit for him to work through us allows it to be for grace not to go too far i guess if that makes sense where it's it it doesn't mean that like yeah there's grace you can do whatever you want it's there's grace now live in the freedom that christ has bought for us um and so i think like those two combined of of there's grace when we fail but then we also have the holy spirit living in us um to help us reach sanctification and be christ on earth now um is just really powerful um and has been just yeah really life-giving um i mean definitely like challenging because you're forced to it forces you to grow um and growing isn't always painless um but it is worth it because you're you're i have i i think that i rely on myself and my own strength so much less and rely on the holy spirit which allows me to actually succeed rather than relying on my own strength failing not having grace for myself and just rolling down this hill of of striving um but by by extending by receiving the grace that God has given us and extending that grace to myself and then relying on the Holy Spirit for that strength is is like what allows us to thrive um which shout out to David Rogers who just this past Sunday preached on the difference between striving and thriving and and what that looks like within how understanding grace um allows for that better so so yeah i think i would want to look for a place that that focuses on those things um because that's what has given i feel like has given me life and life abundant as jesus talks about um and is where i would want to be to help other people um experience that as well are you would or were you saying that that is exclusive to your elder team within your your family of churches um not necessarily i think i think that those those values are there across the family of churches um but i think it's definitely um strong in our church for sure and and like so ian who's like the head elder is also like the overseer of our region um and so like he kind of oversees all of of the northeast um so i wouldn't say for like i wouldn't say like oh these these other churches aren't full of grace um but i do know that like that's something that they emphasize a lot um i I don't know enough about the other churches but i do know that there's enough communication there and enough like support for one another that those values are across across the region Mm -hmm. and probably across the whole larger group too it gets complicated but i i would probably say they're not exclusive but no i'm I'm not i'm not claiming that my church is the only church that that preaches grace at all that's not what i'm saying okay that that is what it sounded like sorry no 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 i didn't i apologize if that's what it sounded like i was saying that in my experience and mm-hmm. in, in my experiences in churches that I've been to it, it is str- it, like that that overarching tone is is very strong and I'm sure that there are many other great churches out there that um focus on that as well but I still I still would want like I still would seek out a similar church or even a church within the same mm-hmm sister churches not not to say that those are the only churches 
but just to say that that would be my starting point. Yeah. Yep. Um, I don't. I don't know. I. I. I think I would be inclined to say I would probably look for a an Episcopal church, but I don't know mm-hmm. because the because the Episcopal church is so. broad like Mm -hmm. i i do think that there's a lot of like misguided teachings in some segments of the the episcopal church Mm -hmm. um so i don't know i i wouldn't have expected to um like the the Episcopal Church I'm at as much as I do. Um so I don't know. I'd I, I like I would be open to, to going to other churches because I I found that at the churches I've been to it has opened up new um realities of mm-hmm. of God and Christ um because there are there are definitely different emphases in mm-hmm. different denominations different churches mm-hmm. and so i i think that i have i have learned a lot um and they've all been very different mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. from all the churches that i've been to so i don't know i i'm i'm not opposed to go into other churches, uh, mm-hmm. I I have been to uh, a, an Orthodox church um, while I've been here for a couple services, and I I will say I've learned that I'm more uh, the kind icon- the uh, like iconoclasm, the iconoclastic tendencies of the Mennonite church are more ingrained than I expected them to be. I have no idea what that word means. Uh, uh iconoclasm. Uh, wow. Iconoclastic. I don't know what the, the, whatever form of speech I'm trying to say is, but an iconoclast is a person who attacks. Nope. That's the wrong. A destroyer of images used in religious worship. Okay. Um so that's that's the 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 harsher form of the verb but like uh you know our our church growing up had no images of anything in it. Mhm. Um and so the I find the use of icons in in Orthodox churches to be like uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, it, it is always, it's always interesting and exciting to go to, for me to go to different churches. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally fair. But anyway, um, final thoughts. I don't know. I I think some final thoughts. Um, I think both of us would agree that it's good to challenge what you believe. I, that that maybe is not the right phrasing I want. Um, but maybe it is. I think both of us would say that we have enjoyed and would recommend putting yourself into slightly different situation, different, mm-hmm. um, put yourself around people who believe different than you, especially people who you know and trust. And you can say this person is strong in their faith and I trust them and I trust that they know God. 
and they and and find someone who says okay this person thinks a little different than me um and try to learn from them try to um understand why they think differently than you not that you have to you have to automatically believe what they believe i'm not going to say that but i am saying like don't don't like god is infinite um don't ever think that we understand um all of who god is or all of what he can do or all the ways to worship him or whatever because i think that we serve an infinite God and, and so therefore there's, there's infinite amounts to learn about him. Um, I, I think, yeah. So I think there's, there is, um, benefit in putting yourself into a situation, but I also think there's benefit in, in being a part of a local body. Um, I, I feel very strongly, about the local church um, and and being a part of that. And so, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm not saying anything like, oh, you can't visit other churches. But I, I think that there is something special about the local church um, that planting yourself and becoming a member and, and serving that local body is also really important too. So I don't know. Those are kind of my final thoughts anything anything that you're thinking of yeah i was just gonna say if you are a person who attends a church and there are new people that show up go and talk to them Mm -hmm. it's i don't know if if coffee hour is a culture in in new hampshire apparently it is in northern new york everyone has coffee Mm -hmm. hour here i i have gone to if if someone goes to a coffee hour at your church, they're like interested. They want people to talk to them. Right. So go and talk go and go and talk to them. Like I I am very grateful to this guy Chris and his son Lucas who was like 8. He said I looked sad because I had no family, which is true. I'm sitting alone at this table at coffee at this uh-huh. is at Trinity. And they come over and talk to me. I didn't talk to Chris again for like two years but like i i wouldn't have come back if no one had talked to me at coffee hour um so and i think yeah it's go ahead yeah it's that's it's like it's such a a small thing to do but it's important Mm -hmm. um so talk to people who come to your church yeah and i think too like and the other great thing about the church is that the church is wide reaching right so i can walk into just because it's in a different local body doesn't mean it's not still the church right this is still my family and so i think like that's another like really exciting thing about if you find yourself in a situation where you have to find a new local body it's still your family right you're still you're still coming into like you're still in a sense like coming home right i mean obviously it's a different part of your family and you don't know them yet but it it thinking about it that way can kind of take away some of the anxiety of it um i don't know to some extent i think that that's that's also good to remember and also good to remember on the other side where it's like okay here's someone who's coming into this body and looking for it. I, I, I second that talk to talk to the new people. And old people. I started talking to Chris mm-hmm. again. It's great. I'm hoping to become best friends with him. Nice. Uh, I think it's going okay. Anyway, uh, recommendations. This mm-hmm. is, this has been kind of long. That's all right. We can go quick on the recommendations. Do you want to go first or you want me to? Uh, go for it. Um, so this week, I forget when, but Becca and I started watching um, Looking for Alaska on Hulu. Oh, nice. Um, we're two episodes in, I think. Um, it, it um, again, feels it's, – it's like it's so John, it hurts. Mm-hmm. Um, literally it, I mean, 
it feels like it's just John telling his story. It, uh, it, 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 to the extent where it's like it's supposed to be happening in the mid 2000s, but it feels like it should be from the mid 90s. Like mm. everyone is dressed like the mid 90s. Like it's, it's, yeah. Um, and Alaska feels very much like Margot or whatever her name is from Paper Towns. It, it just feels very classic John Green so far. Um, but all that to say, I'm still interested in what happens and um, what happens to the characters and how it all plays out. So, so far, I would recommend it. Um, we'll, I'll keep you updated if we finish it and I decide not to recommend it, recommend it any further. But so far, looking for Alaska, the Hulu series. I will say the book is also good. I I was I was thrilled to not be disappointed by looking for Alaska. That I mm-hmm. I was so worried about reading the book because I thought I was just going to be viscerally disappointed by it as I am with many things. Uh and so it was it was very exciting for me to mm-hmm. read looking for Alaska and not be disappointed because I like John Green a lot mm-hmm. and I I didn't want to be let down by him. Um I, yeah, I feel like you also relate more to John than you do to Hank. So absolutely. I feel like you can under you understand where John's coming from much more than Hank. And he's a better author. Um which I I hope Hank would admit I mean they're very Probably. different authors and I right. I will say that John is more is much more my style. Yes. Um, yes. I yeah, I still think he's better, but he I am more prone to say that he's better at the same time. Anyway, um is that all? Yep, that's what I got. Okay, I'm going to recommend uh the podcast dissect. Um which I did earlier in the episode. I was going to ask that. But Dissect, it's produced by Spotify. It used to just be this guy, Cole Kushner, breaking down in like excruciating detail to Pimple Butterfly. And mm-hmm. then he did, uh, I think I've talked about it before. He did to Pimple yeah. Butterfly. Uh, and then My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy by Kanye. I thought he was going to do Lauren Hill, but then he got picked up by Spotify. And so instead of doing Lauren Hill, he did uh, Frank. O- no, he did Frank Ocean, and then instead of Lauren Hill, he did uh, Flower Boy by Tyler the Creator. And now he's doing Kendrick's latest album. All of it's great, and because because it's so because Kendrick is so like gospel focused, this season has been like super gospel focused and I, I think I think it does it it is like it's one of the best like I don't listen to a lot of like evangelist podcasts because mm-hmm. I don't know what that would be like um so I don't really know if it's one of the best evangelist podcasts but it right. it seems like one of the best evangelist podcasts um I, I okay warning it's very profane uh mm-hmm. just because that's the nature of hip hop so look out for that um but it it's helped me appreciate things that I already love more um, yeah so dissect they and they have a good episode about Kanye um Uh, and, okay. Did I did I recommend um, Ars Poetica? Uh, no. Okay, I'm gonna recommend that too. It's a YouTube channel. They put out uh, videos of YouTubers and or poets reading poems. Uh, it's Complexly, which is Hank and John's company in partnership mm-hmm. with the National Poetry Foundation. Um. Mike Rignetta, my personal hero from PBS Idea Channel, uh, 
it's been a while since I shouted out Mike Rignetta. Um, Get it in there. Yeah. He he just read one by this poet named Real K, who, um, I, I I can usually just think, hmm, it'd be nice to find a book by such and such an author, and it appears at the Potsdam, mm-hmm. uh, uh, book sale, and so that happened with Real K. Uh, <laughs> so I just read a collection of his poems that was like about the life and death of this sad young private. They're pretty good. Um, nice. So check that out. They're short. They're they're bas- They're all basically less than five minutes. Um. Yeah. So check it out. Sounds good. And we will catch you next week. Mm-hmm.